Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hello, everyone. We are Stephanie and Fox from Evolve Your Intimacy. Sitting in for Carol and David in this week's episode of the Sexy Lifestyle Podcast. Are you ready to spice up your sex life? Well, you've come to the right place because that is what the Sexy Lifestyle is all about. We are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. And we love talking about relationships, intimacy, sexuality, sexual health, sex, and pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, the unknown, and the undiscussed, and hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex, intimacy, and sexual health, because great sex matters, and we all deserve it. You're listening to Stephanie and Fox, where we aim to educate, enlighten, and evolve your intimacy. You can find us at EvolveYourIntimacy.com to learn more about counseling, self-study courses, intimacy, sex education, and the retreats that we provide. This show contains discussions about relationships, intimacy, and sex, and is meant for those that are 18 years and older. Now sit back, relax, listen up, and get ready to evolve your intimacy. Have you ever wondered what it's like for men who have to perform in a sexual nature on cue? And men, do do you want to learn tips and tricks that you can use to be a better lover, according to a very successful porn star? Today's show is all about helping men unleash their sexual superpowers. Our guest today is one of the most recognized performers in the adult film industry. Eric Everhard. Now, Eric Everhard is one of the top paid and most recognized performers in the adult films for the last two decades. He won numerous male performer awards and has been enshrined in the Hall of Fame of the AVN and XRCO organizations. In 2010, he embarked on his transformational journey where he was studying the NLP at one of the top institutions in America. Since then, he has dedicated his time an effort to helping high achievers by teaching them elite level sexual skills in order to master the bedroom like they dominate the boardroom. I am so excited to hear all about how men can unleash their sexual superpowers. But first, let's have this commercial break. Let's just take a moment to talk about the top waterproof blanket because great sex is messy sex and no one wants to sleep in that wet spot. If you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need to own your own top waterproof blanket. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils or silicone lubes to all sorts of sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search T.O.P. Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T.O.P. Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. And we're back. And I am Stephanie from Evolve Your Intimacy, talking with Eric Everhard about how men can unleash their sexual superpowers and 
Eric was talking about how he first got into the porn industry. Your girlfriend said that you could be a porn star. And so that's how you kind of got into this by taking her advice. Any woman that you're dating is probably going to say you're fabulous, even if you aren't. Right. So I took it with a grain of salt. And uh, but then I see that ad and I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, hmm, you know, she always said I'd be good at that. So I called them up. And of course, like what I understand now, every good porno company, they they hung up on me. Right? Oh. They're like, no, no, no chance for you. And then I thought, okay, well, no problem. Go back to my massage therapy life. And again, seven months went by. Same scenario. Lunch, grab the newspaper, sitting down, thumbing through it. There's the ad again. And I thought to myself, you know, it didn't really put that much effort. I mean, I called once. So this time I said, okay, I'm going to put some gusto behind this. And I called and I called and I called. And then uh, one day the owner got on the phone. And uh, he said, well, I'll tell you what, come on down to our studios. We'll see if you got what it takes, i.e. the equipment. And maybe one day we could get you a job. And I thought, okay, well, that's better than nothing. So went down there and there was in this grimy area in East Vancouver, um, kind of skid row-ish, but not quite. And I walk up the stairs and I bang on the big metal door and they open it up and they say, hey, are you Mitch? Because that's my real name. I'm like, yeah. And then they just look me deadpan in the eyes and they say, can you fuck a girl for us right now? I remember I, I just had this little kind of a squeal of a, yep, like nervous and terrified, right? And uh, yeah, um, there was a, an actress who had shown up about probably 10, 15 minutes before I did. She was just hanging out at the studio and she was there. I was there and they said, hey, let's, let's, let's film you guys, see if you can do it. And I had no problem. And then they paid me and... I thought this was a one-off. I thought I just collected an amazing story that I can tell my grandchildren, right? When I'm in the old folks' home. Grandpa, you'll never guess what he did one time. And uh, and sure enough, I, I went home and three days later, my phone rang. And it was the company. And they say, hey, you come by and do that again. And that was that was where it all started. And later I found out I was the only guy that had come by that had been successful. Successful as in able to perform, correct? Able to perform, yeah. Because back back in in that day, I would say you were looking at 0.1%, 0.5% of people that could do it. Really? Yeah. That's oh, oh, I've watched, I've watched failures that would make um, the Hindenburg look good. Wow. Yeah. So. Tell, I mean, what were you thinking in that first experience? I, this is just fascinating to me. Like, what was going through your mind? And other than I've, I'm doing this, I'm actually going to do this. Well, you know, that's the, the thing that I started to really understand is, as my superpower. And, you know, as I've begun coaching men and, you know, now I've got courses and stuff for men. Mm-hmm. One of the things that I really realized was this concept that I came to describe as white noise. Okay. Right? Um, because there, there was a, a famous photographer um, who was going around the sets uh, late 99, early 2000s, and he watched me perform. And he was shooting an um, art photo book. His name was Larry Sultan. He put out this book called The Valley. It was, uh, it was really nice, actually. But he was filming a lot of people. And he watched me perform, and I remember he came up to me after, and he looks at me and he says, wow, that was incredible. What were you thinking in there? And I just turned to him, I was like, 
am I supposed to be thinking about? Right? And it never occurred to me that people could be thinking about something because I'd always focused so intently on what I was doing that you, there are no thoughts because you're totally in action the whole time. Right. And so it's, this started, this was where I started to really undercover, uncover my different theories on things because I realized, well, okay, first of all, if we're a hundred percent focused on what we're doing, we can, A, we can quiet the mind because mm -hmm. now we're totally intently focused. B, if we focus on the woman and we're just completely engrossed on what is working on her and what is getting her off, again, we're not in our mind. Right. Mm -hmm. So, and then the other piece to it too is, understanding your default state, something I talk about a lot, because when I went into that first day, I had irrational self-belief in my demons. Really? And that's what I always try to, to get across to guys. Well, because it had always gotten hard. So like I had just, no, you had there was no in thought it. in my mind that it wouldn't. Right. Because I'm like, well, but it, it's worked every single day of its life. Like every day I decide I want to masturbate. Hey, boom, it's there. Right. Mm -hmm. And so you have to start looking through the lens of, okay, if, if the true me is the me that, you know, if I'm sitting down, I can get hard on command. It can last for X amount of time. It gets X amount hard. You know, it's either kind of spongy or it's super glass steel or, you know, the blood can stay in there for two minutes, three minutes, four minutes. Right. But you, you start to uncover this stuff about yourself and then you can really say, okay, this is the true state of me, mm -hmm. right? So you, you can then throw away all these thoughts and all these ideas and all these different identities that you start to make about yourself where you're like, oh, my dick doesn't work. No, it doesn't. You have verifiable proof in your hand every day that it works. Every day, right? And so for me, that was the sense that I went into the scene with. I said, well, okay, yeah, we're just going to do this, right? It works. Yeah. So it really is, there's a big piece of it where it becomes, well, what is your, what is your belief system, first of all? And what is your belief about yourself? And what have you started to either consciously or unconsciously create that story about your sexual abilities? Because if you can have that belief, I mean, belief is the seed that we need, mm. essentially, right? Yeah. Blood flows where your mind goes. It's what I always say. So if your mind's going you know, in the right direction, blood's going to go. But as soon as you're thinking, okay, am I going to, you know, the, I always say the, the two worst words you could ever say to yourself are, I hope. Because now we're presupposing things are going to go bad. I hope she likes me. I hope I get hard. I hope I last long enough. I hope I can X, Y, Z. So now we're already seeding in this this negativity to the whole thing that can quickly spiral down. Because if you say, I hope I get hard and then you don't get hard right away. Well, now you've just confirmed your beliefs. Now right? you've now, got Oh your my head. God. Now here we go again. And it starts that just that negative tsunami. And then soon enough, mm -hmm. there's not an ounce of blood going there because now you're just trapped in this story that you've created. And now you've created all the anxiety and you've got, you know, all the adrenaline, you've got all these things going on. Right. So I know I've read your book. You sent me a copy. I my email got messed up. I lost that copy. So I purchased one and then you sent me another copy. So I purchased your book as well as got a free copy. Um, but the book is Unleash Your Sexual Superpowers, A Porn Star's Guide to Sexual Mastery. 
Why do you feel that information is so important to be presented to men today? Well, one of the reasons I think it's so important is, first of all, you know, guys today, well, I'd say guys throughout history, mm-hmm. right? We've never had any sort of guidance, like not real guidance when it comes to sex, right? You've had, you've had mentors and, you know, you've had masculine figures, you've had all this stuff, but nobody's ever said, hey, you know what? Here's what you got to do as a guy. And when you think about it, you know, let, like, let's just look at, um, you know, kind of mainstream news. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got Cosmopolitan, you've got this, you've got a million different resources for women saying, here's, here's what you can do. But nobody's out there telling guys what to do, right? And, and telling them in, in a way that's, first of all, in sort of, you know, quote unquote, man language and stuff that is really actionable where they can say, okay, you know what? Here is a way that I can get better. Here are the the hows and the whats. Because everybody likes to talk about the why, but very few people actually get down to the, to, to the how and the what. Because the how and the what, like what I discovered, is, is, can only be gained through, through the amount of experience. Mm. And you need, you need the right experience. So, you know, with guys today, you know, one of the things that I found is that, you know, as guys start to get older, you know, and they go through puberty and they go through this, it's like, well, you, you got all the raging hormones and, you know, and we have our penises. So it's like, you've been given the keys to the car with no driver's license. You have no idea what you're doing. And the stakes kind of out there at the world are bigger than ever for men mm-hmm. in the sense of, you know, now, you know, however you want to look at it, the demands are greater. The burden is greater. Women want more. You know, it's not just good enough that, hey, you can provide a paycheck and then you're good for 30 seconds, right? It just doesn't fly anymore. So a lot of guys, because they don't have the knowledge, they don't have the hows, they don't have the what's, you know, they're, they're sitting there and they, they, you know, they can only last 30 seconds. They can only last a minute, but who's telling them, hey, here's a better way. Here's a way that I've proven Mm-hmm. field tested over and over that you can do it. And that information just isn't out there because most um, most information or a lot that I've seen over the years, you know, it's very theoretical. Yeah. You know, everybody gets a degree in sexology. They get a degree in this. My degree is, is boots on the ground. Yeah. Like I don't have any sort of, you know, quote unquote credentials. The credentials I've got are more than 10,000 hours on my back. <laughs> <laughs> on your knees. On your on side. On my knees, everywhere. shredded knees, on some staircases. Yeah, just, you know, wherever you could fit it in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, at a frat party. Yeah. You know, we are taught, especially I know here in the South, that, you know, save yourself. Save yourself for marriage. But then you get married and you're just supposed to automatically know what you're supposed to be doing, which is just obscene to me. And you're right. The guys, they only think there's one way And that's hard, fast, and let's just get it out because that's how they masturbate. And unless they're shown a different way, they don't ever know a different way, which and women tend to not speak up because we don't know. We're just no. This is all we know. We only know what they show us until we start finding our own pleasure. So I like what you're doing. and, And that's the thing, too, right? Like it's it's a it's a difficult situation. And that's one of the things that I noticed, because first of all. You know, guys, 
again, they don't have the right information, but where are they going to necessarily get it from? Because, you know, their, their wife can say, Hey, you know, you could try this, you could try that. But again, you know, from that perspective, it's like, I, I can't tell you how to deal with your period. Right? Yeah. I don't know what menstrual cramps feel like. I So you're, you're kind of using apples and oranges. It's like a woman doesn't understand what a guy needs to do in the moment to be able to last. Because mm-hmm. it's you know, we're dealing with different equipment here. So from that perspective, I find giving the guys the, the, the actionable advice where they feel they have agency. You know, because... What, what is, you know, we look at sexual mastery. Well, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I always say it's conscious control because it's not mastery if you can last for two hours and you can't come. That's not mastery to me. Okay. That's another problem, right? Because I've, I've worked with men where they get so far removed from their feelings that now, yeah, they can last forever, but they can't have an orgasm. And then you end up with the paradoxical problem. So there's, you know, and this goes back to sort of the burden of performance of, of men as well, right? Okay, if you last 30 seconds, the girl's angry. Yeah. You last two hours, oh, the girl is angry. It hurts right? after a while. It hurts. Yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I, I, I tell guys this because they, they, they have this idea that if I could last for two hours, she would love me. I'm like, oh, no, bro, she is going to hate you. Yeah. Especially because the, the vaginal walls, they're, they're very thin and they tear, right? Mm-hmm. So I've seen this throughout my career. You can have like, it can be 10 minutes. She's like, awesome. 15 minutes, awesome. 20 minutes, awesome. 22.5, get the hell off me. Yeah. Like it goes from, it goes from zero to a screaming 10 of pain really fast. That's exactly. what I've always experienced. And, and men, our equipment, you can beat it up quite, quite a bit more from that perspective before we'll be like, oh my God, I'm dying. But yeah, for women, so it, it doesn't, help you if you don't have conscious choice yeah. and that means hey you know what you're with your wife and your kids are you know they're coming home in five minutes well probably a come shot in three minutes would be good yeah right? a quickie in the bathroom or a quickie in the in the kitchen or whatever but then you know they're gone away with grandma and grandpa and you have the weekend alone well hey 30 35 minutes would probably be a pretty good round Mm-hmm. So you you want to be able to have the agency to be whoever you need to be in the moment as a guy. And that, in my definition, is is mastery as far as it goes from a guy. And then, and that's just with your ability to last. Then you have to be able to read the cues of the woman and understand what her body is telling you. Because it's amazing, especially when I, when I go into puss eating with the, my clients, like I'll tell them, okay, have you ever noticed this? You know, have you ever noticed X? And they just look at me like, what are you talking about? <laughs> they, they say, what? It does that? I'm like, yes, it does. And that, that those are your golden keys right there, right? You got to follow, you got to follow the golden brick road because it's, you know, it's, it's funny. And I've, I've seen some women that, that have this ability, but, but I would say on both sexes, it actually, um, is rare okay. in that neither one is really feeling the, the body of the other, right? And feeling the subtle cues that really let you know what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, because even when I've discussed it with women, I'm like, okay, well, how do you know that he's, that he's 
going to come or that he's getting closer that what you're doing is working, right? Yeah. I mean, if a guy has premature ejaculation, yes. If you scrape your teeth on it, he, you will probably have an orgasm. Mm-hmm. But if, if you are a guy with some sort of conscious control, I tell the ladies, well, what, what lets you know? And they can never answer it for me. And then I tell them, I say, well, notice that his testicles will rise up. And as they get tighter, now you know you're, you're getting closer to the goal because biologically that's what ours do. They rise up in, inside our bodies. And then you're going to notice that the, the penis is probably going get, to get about 5% harder right before the orgasm. And then you're going to feel the tension in his body. So this is some great information. We're going to be right back with Eric Everhard. I love your name, by the way. Talking about how men can unleash their sexual superpowers right after this commercial break. Ladies, are you ready to take your intimacy to the next level? Head over to EvolveYourIntimacy.com to learn more about intimacy, relationships, and sex counseling. And gentlemen, do you need a little bit more? Head over to our website to learn tips on how to communicate with that special someone and ignite that flame. If you enjoy our content and guests and would like to help us grow, go to our website, EvolveYourIntimacy.com to follow, like, subscribe, and comment on all of our social media accounts. Now, let's get back to the show. Okay. All right. And we're back. This is Cast, and I am Stephanie from Evolve Your Intimacy, talking with Eric Everhard about how men can unleash their sexual superpowers. Now, I'm, I'm just going to dive right in because I am a pussy owner and we work with a lot of men who are not confident in their sexual abilities at all, when, especially when it comes to eating pussy. And one of the chapters in your book is called Eating Pussy. And it's just out in your face, but that's what it is. Um, I know that there are things that really get me off quickly and then there's things that don't feel good at all. And sometimes I don't use my voice because I'm just one, I'm looking at the clock and I'm like, okay, he'll be done here in a minute. But I want, I want a good time. So kind of talk to us. In your opinion, what are some of the most advantageous ways to eat a pussy? All right. <laughs> We're just going there. In, so to speak. We're diving dive in. in. So, well, first of all, we got to look at vaginas through the lens of, well, what do women love, mm-hmm. right? And universally... The vibrator is quite loved by women, right? It is a Not very fun most. tool. <laughs> it's a very fun tool, right? So, okay, awesome. It's a fun tool. So now let's extrapolate why is it a fun tool, right? And these are sort of the principles that along with the techniques and the feeling that guys need to be feeling for, which is the ultimate golden key that makes pussy eating great. So, okay, so first of all, let's take uh, the the the... the the king of kings, the Hitachi, right? Mm-hmm. You have your Hitachi magic wand. It's like, okay, well, what is the woman doing with it? Every woman I've ever known and ever, every porn girl I've ever seen and everybody that has a Hitachi, well, they staple it right to their clit. Mm-hmm. You're not rubbing some sidewalls. You're not going in all these funny directions. It's like, well, okay, we, we put it. It's like when you've committed, you're like, hey, I'm, go- I'm getting myself off. Boom. It goes there. It doesn't move, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, okay, as a guy, because I know some guys that, you know, they get down there and they, they start chewing on some lips, they're doing this. It's like, okay, well, tease is one thing, okay? I always say, tease, do not frustrate. Mm-hmm. They're very different and you have to walk that line. But once you've decided, now I'm going to commit, now I'm going to eat pussy, you're on that clip. You don't leave. Ever. So first of all, it's like, well, we, we get on the clip, we stay on the clip, right? 
Then, okay, let's start looking at vibrators from another angle. How do they work? They are rhythmic and consistent. They are. It's a constant. You hit your setting. You, mm-hmm. you find your, your, your speed. You're not, you're not sitting there, you know, 10 seconds on hyper fast. No. And then you're like, oh, that was good. And then let me do it 30 seconds on barely perceptible. And now let's ramp it up to horsepower. Five. No. You find that happen. setting and it stays that same consistency. And then you never stop. So mm-hmm. this is the same thing that guys have to understand too with their pussy eating, right? You, you, you have to find out, okay, first you go in and you're sort of assessing with your, what I call your tongue compass, right? Mm-hmm. And you're saying, okay, well, what, what am I doing that is going to engage the clit? Because the main thing that we are paying attention to is clitoral engagement, right? Mm-hmm. We want to feel that clitoral engagement because those are our golden keys. That tells us that what we are doing is working. That is the primary thing that we are paying attention to. If you think about it, you know, if women, you know, if they want to fake orgasm, it's going to become this auditory thing, Mm -hmm. right? And I always tell guys, I'm like, you know, no woman wants to fake an orgasm. It's the last thing any girl wants to do. She's on your team. She's only doing it because you're not doing so good and she just wants it to be over. Yes. Yes. (laughs) So I may have faked a few in my lifetime. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But, but I mean, it's, it's understandable. I mean, not, not that I've had to uh, fake an orgasm, but I've definitely cut a blowjob really short before because I'm like, oh, th- there's no way this girl's ever getting me off. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's just have sex, right? And here it's a nice way of doing it. Like, oh, I'm just really horny, but I'm like, no, this is horrible. <laughs> um, so, so it's the same thing. So, okay, so now we're there. You have your setting, right? Mm-hmm. You have your setting and it's rhythmic and consistent. So that's the second thing, you know? And then the third principle of vibrators they never stop, Mm-mm. right? Because here's the thing. Guys need to understand that orgasms come in waves. So you put in all this energy, you build up the wave and the wave is coming, it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. And if you suddenly stop eating pussy to wipe your nose or take a drink of water or you shift something or whatever, gone. You fall off the wave. It's like surfing, right? Mm-hmm. You ever see those surfers? You know, they got, they got a paddle. They got to get on that crest right at the right time. And if you don't, the wave goes back out to sea and you're just sitting there, you know, with your flippers. With your flippers. That's the same thing when you're thinking about when you're thinking about eating pussy, right? It's like, okay, so so we need to have staying on the clit, we need to be rhythmic and consistent, and we cannot stop. And we need to be paying attention to the clitoral engagement because that is the primary cue that lets us know what we are doing is working or not. Mm-hmm. So once we have that clitoral engagement, we can feel the click getting harder or softer. That becomes our compass that lets us know, hey, you know, what we are doing, it's going in the right direction. It's working. And then once we know what's working, we're just, we just stay, you know, it's, it's almost boring, but it's like you just stay rhythmic and consistent and just keep going. Because here's one of the things that where guys screw up. And this is where the, the nuance and mastery comes from. You have to be confident enough in feeling the clitoral engagement that you know you're on the right path. And mm-hmm. what I mean by that is let's, let's imagine for a second that, that well, well, we'll imagine you live in LA, right? Okay. I know you're in central standard time, but let's say you're in LA. I'm in LA. And you get in your car, you got your GPS mm-hmm. and it's taking you to Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. And you're going, you're on the right road. I mean, you're going to get to Vegas. You're going to party. 
you know what? The GPS is a little messed up and it says that the trip is two hours. So two hours comes, you're not there and you're like, oh, did I get on the wrong road? Yeah. I must have. We're not there yet. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take this other freeway. And guys have a tendency to do that. Mm -hmm. So you have to believe and look for the primary cues and the secondary cues. And then it's a matter of time, right? And if you're on the right, if you have the right rhythm, you have the right consistency, you have everything perfect and you give up too soon and you try some weird technique and you try something else. And now it's like, okay, now it's totally off. It's all over, right? And when you had it, you just had to believe in yourself. You had to feel what was working and you had to trust in that clitoral engagement because it doesn't lie. Mm-hmm. It does not lie to you. So I were, uh, we were in Mexico last week and I had mm-hmm. the pleasure of teaching a workshop. And one of the workshops I taught is called Pleasuring the Vulva. And I threw in there your cross T technique. I was like, hell yeah, this is great. Um, so everybody that, because it was a hands-on, I was not doing hands-on. They were doing hands-on to their partners. I have to mm-hmm. really clarify that I was not doing this. But I was teaching them how using your technique and all of the women were just shocked. They're like, he's never done that before. But one of the things I told them, because I had read in your book, it's about consistency. And I knew that, but you, you hit it home. And I was telling them, you pick a speed that works for you and stick with it. Don't try to be a rock star because then you're going to get tired. Like pick a speed that works, pick a consistency that works and, and stick with it. These women, if I, I told I was joking around, but I was like, I wish I could record you guys because they were having orgasms just in sync. And there was about 15 women in there just orgasming all at the same time. I was like, this is beautiful. But it was all Woo. your cross T technique. Yeah. So tell them what that is. Well, so the cross T technique was something that I developed just through trial and error, you know, because what was fascinating to me about the porn industry was it, it was such a unique learning experience because you're thrust into this scenario where you show up Mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, it's Susie, it's Janet, it's, you know, Dana, whoever. I shake their hand. Hey, how's it going? Pleased to meet you. And 20 minutes later, we're getting naked. Yeah. So there is no, I mean, there, there, there might be a modicum of like, hey, what do you like? But nobody's really saying what they like. They're just saying like what they don't like. Yeah. Like that's really how it goes down. Like somebody will say, hey, just don't pull my hair because I have extensions. Uh, my nipples are sensitive and don't slap my face. Okay, good. Like that's that's all you know. So you get in there and really it is like a real live, almost like sporting event. And you're on this path of discovery because if you're going to create this amazing scene, I always said, you know, there's there's five criteria that a guy needs to have if he's going to be a top level porn star. And number five is the most important because it's, well, in this moment, what can I bring out of the woman that would not have been there if I personally wasn't in the scene with her? So how can I make her forget for the next 45 minutes or 50 minutes that we've got, you know, catering over there. We got a makeup artist. We got these weirdos over here holding the lights. We got all this stuff going on. Like if I can make you forget that for 50 minutes, I've done my job. And so you, it's really this thing where you're you're trying to discover, okay, what, what makes this person tick? And that's why it, it really dawned on me quickly that, well, you can feel these physical cues that let you know. You mm-hmm. don't need to 
sit here and have an hour long discussion about, hey, you know, I like it this way. I like it, blah, 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 blah. I mean, that's fine and dandy, but you can feel with your tongue really quickly what's working. I mean, it doesn't, you know, our bodies, what, what is it they say that um, verbal communication is only 7% mm-hmm. and 93% is body language? Yep. I mean, if we're talking about sex, I think it's, what is it, 98, 99? I mean, it's 99.9. Yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, it's, it's it, body really, language you can tells find you everything. Out so much, you can find out so much about somebody through their body if you just pay attention. So it was really interesting to see, like, well, as I'm learning this technique, I'm trying these different things. And that's why I came on the cross T technique because what I found was, first of all, the, and the cadence can change, but it's a, it's a combination of vertical and horizontal strokes mm-hmm. that you do with your tongue in a mm, medium. It, you, you change the, the things that change with the cross T technique. The technique itself doesn't change. What changes is the application of it, which is speed and pressure and your tongue placement, mm-hmm. right? Because you can do it with what I call a flat tongue or you can do it with a pointed tongue. And pointed tongue is usually my go-to, but if a girl has a really sensitive clit, you wanna use more of a flat tongue because pointed tongue where it's amazing because well, you can increase the speed more than anything and you can increase the pressure. It is more of a scalpel. So you can get to you know the under part of the clit, you can get to the side of the clit, you can get to all these little nuanced areas that may be the one that works for her. Yeah. Right? A little Just to the like, left, you know, a little to the right. Yeah, if we're looking at it from from a perspective of a guy's dick, like, you know, for a lot of guys, the underside of the dick might be the most sensitive, but mm-hmm. then some guys like the head being touched and some guys so you're sitting there and you got the clit and your tongue's going all over it, and you're feeling this in real time. Okay, when I'm hitting this part of it, what is the clit telling me? What are the reactions? And so, yeah, with the cross T technique, I found that that cross pattern was able to constantly stimulate the clip, but not just constantly stimulate it, but because of the cross patterning to it, it would change the sensations just enough to keep the girl going down that rabbit hole towards towards the orgasm, mm-hmm. right? Without without it being without it being something that stagnated. You know, where it's like you're just doing one repetitive motion. Sometimes it can feel really good, but it just lacks that extra something to get us over the top. Yeah. You know, it's the same thing when, when because I've experienced it with blowjobs. You can have a girl, she's like, she's doing just the greatest technique, but if she just could just vary it just, just a little bit, just at the right time, then it's like, okay, now we're moving towards the orgasm. Or because we, the worst thing, it's not the worst thing, but when you're, so close to orgasm you're just there it feels so good but nothing's taking you over and you're just waiting you're like oh god if you would just alter this a little bit we could get there and so with the cross t technique i found that it alters it just enough that you can really keep the woman's orgasm train moving Mm. and it does i i i Someone used it on me recently and it was amazing. And I like, I have very sensitive clits. So I really enjoyed the flat tongue and I didn't mm-hmm. realize why until you just said that because I, I, yeah, when you pointed, that's too much for me. And I start kind of, I don't know, it just doesn't feel as good as the flat tongue. So does it, does it give you more? Because I've had a lot of girls where it'll either feel ticklish, that'll be part of it, mm-hmm. or it can feel like almost like electricity sort of. It's electricity. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And 
the rhythm and, and and what I really don't like is when you're about to come and you're like, oh, don't stop. And then the guy speeds up and you're like, or the, or the girl and they speed up and you're like, no, you just ruined it. You just, I can't do it now. And it seems no matter how hard I'm like, no, just stay right where you're doing. And then they get excited. And so consistency is key. Consistency is key. I, I always say, you know, consistency, not novelty. Mm-hmm. Because some people, that? they want to change it up, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're like, oh, oh, you know, it's like something's working. And then they're like, oh, but but I, I, I saw this in a porno movie or I want to do this. Or, but it's, no, just stay. If you are on the right path, you just have to stay on the path. That's it. It's going to lead you through the forest, through the trees, to the Wizard of Oz. Just stay on the path. Mm-hmm. I was explaining to the class that with the flat tongue, it's almost you use the same pressure in the beginning when you're first starting as you would do if you were licking an ice cream cone. And that's how you start warming them up. You lick the ice cream cone and, you know, as they start to the clit starts to swell and you start turning them on, you can go a little bit harder. But listen to the body, mm-hmm. please, for the love of everything, listen to the girl's damn body because <laughs> It'll tell you everything. It will. And I am so right there. I am so right there. Okay. So this is a, I'm, I'm really excited to continue this conversation, but we have to take a quick break and we will be right back with Eric Everhard. Now let's just take a minute and talk about topless travel and the amazing trip that we have planned for next year. So we were just with topless travel on the bliss cruise and we were with them at Hedo and they are absolutely the best. If you're looking for the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever, then you simply have to book with Topless Travel. From Hedonism 2 in Jamaica, Desire in Cancun, and all the Bliss Cruise experiences, Topless Travel needs to be your number one choice. Yeah, their trips and events are all about the people and the sexy fun experiences. So let's just give a quick shout out to all their sexy host couples, including Jessica and Justin, and of course, Party Mark. And they're there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. Absolutely. And you will find us on many of the amazing Topless Travel trips. But listen up. The one that we're really looking forward to is the Bliss Cruise on the awesome Celebrity Summit on April 17th to 22nd, 2023. We're going to be there broadcasting live from the ship and all the cabins are selling out quickly. So book now. Come and join us for the week. We'd love to meet you there. And of course, for all that information and for more about any trip and all the topless travel events, you can go to thesexylifestyle.com and click the topless travel events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, we are back and cast, and I'm Stephanie from Evolve Your Intimacy. We're talking with Eric Everhart about unleashing sexual superpowers. And okay, I'm just jumping right in. You've been with around 5,000 women, give or take. Plus or minus 500. Yeah, yeah give or take. Um, and so that makes you kind of an expert on everything. Yeah. Yeah, just, you could say that. Yeah, just a little. Um, uh, been around the block at least once. At least once. I mean, I, I'm right there with you. Like, I've not been that many people at all, but I strive to be like you. Um, <laughs> one of the chapters in your book is called Proper Fucking Techniques. Mm-hmm. And you've made a lucrative career off of your techniques. So kind of tell us what, some, what are some of those proper fucking techniques? Well, so here's, this is kind of interesting, right? Because a lot of what I like to, you know, sort of bring to guys' attention is the fact that when they watch porno, Mm -hmm. porn is essentially entertainment. 
Mm-hmm. It is not education, right? And when you've been in the porn business as long as I have, you quickly learn, okay, there's a lot of positions out there that, well, they may have visual impact. Mm-hmm. They certainly do not have sensory impact, right? So when I'm, when I'm, when I'm teaching clients and I'm, and I'm talking to guys, I break it down to what I call the, the big three plus one. Because what I like is I like things that are, first of all, actionable. I like things that work, mm-hmm. right? Um, I don't believe in reinventing the wheel. I, I believe in doing the wheel better. Yes. Right? So, so when we talk about the big three plus one, that to me is... You know, the granddaddy of all of them, which is missionary, mm-hmm. cowgirl, and doggy. And the plus one is spoon. And spoon has a a more useful place, in my personal opinion, and that's that because it is the ultimate position for opening up anal sex. Mm-hmm. Simply because the girl can be the most relaxed in that position. That's true. Right? So, so that's why I always put it as the plus one. But the main thing that you want to be focusing on first of all with all your techniques is you need to understand that in everything that you're doing you need to maximize clitoral contact and minimize your own sensations i mean that is the game how do we maximize clitoral contact how do we minimize what we are feeling and so in most positions what you're going to be doing is you want to instead of doing super long thrusts we want to be tight and we want to be grinding and we want to be pushing our pubic bone against that clit with every stroke that we're doing, mm-hmm. right? And we want to be maintaining that contact so that we're, we're constantly contacting the clit with, with our bodies. And that's the, the, the biggest thing that guys need to take away because here's the thing, you know, you can do missionary a whole bunch of different ways. Mm-hmm. And if the traditional guy gets on and he's doing you know, these long in and out strokes. One of the things most guys notice is, well, they can come in 30 seconds, right? Maximally stimulating them. Now, okay, you know, and you know, even you know better than me, right? (laughs) But we, 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 if we dissect, you know, we dissect the whole clitoral complex, right? You know, it's like, well, okay, it's, it's not just a little tiny piece up there. I mean, the, 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 the complex is quite vast, mm-hmm. right? It is. And you've got parts of the, the clit that actually go down the bulbs. You know, they are the bulbs that, that line the right on each side of the, the vaginal canal. Now, sure, if you're, you, you got a big size dick and, and for some girls, they can easily come from just the in and out, but it's not that many. Yeah. You know, you need that clitoral contact there. And if your whole focus is on that, now you're putting yourself in a situation where you are going to last a very little amount of time and she's not going to get off. Mm -hmm. So that's why we need to reverse it. You need to be focused on rather this deep in and out. It needs to be a constant grinding. And with the grinding, it becomes a very nuanced thing because with every stroke, you can be changing the angle that you're hitting as well. So your penis can start to point up a little bit, can start to hit more of the front wall. You, you've got all these different elements that you can bring into it as a guy when you're doing these um, positions. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, a, a, a standard missionary, but it's not even standard. I, I find what's, what's most useful is if you wrap your hands around and you actually grab the girl's ass from below, because then what you can do is you can curl her up as you're thrusting in. So now we're maximizing things, right? Because we're, we're able to increase our ability to 
get that clitoral contact and increase the the, the power against it, right? So that yeah. we're not just kind of brushing up against it, but we're locked in there and now we're moving and we can move her body as we are thrusting. We're able to stay deep. So we're able to not stimulate ourselves as yeah. much and we're able to maximally stimulate you. And when we're looking at, you know, cowgirl where the girl's on top, one of the things that guys error I find a lot is that they don't really understand how to create power from the bottom Mm -hmm. right so I I know a lot of girls that will sort of complain because you know they'll get on and the the guy does no work yeah right and I always tell guys like no you you should be doing all the work in almost every position for multiple reasons right number one being that when you are in control of the thrusting, you can delay your orgasm. Okay. Because now you you know exactly the depth, you know the speed, you know everything that is going to keep you from going over the edge. If you just sit there and a girl just sits on you, well, now it's her rhythm. Yeah. That may not be your rhythm. Your rhythm might be done in 20 seconds then. That's so you true. you need to sort of think about it from that perspective too, right? Um, and then again, well, are you using your hands to effectively keep that clitoral contact there. Because if a girl's sitting on you and you grab behind her ass, now you can pull her down and across your pubic bone and you can keep her there. And it's this constant grinding because you're pulling across and down. And so now again, we're maximizing the contact and you can now move her body faster and she'd be able to move it herself. Right. If you're if you're in there and you're using your hands and your power and you're thrusting at the same time, well, now she has the ability to get off way faster Mm -hmm. than than if she was just to do it herself. So now that's a win win. Right. And another thing that some guys need to think about, and this is why I always say, well, you should at least have your hands on her hips as a guiding tool. Okay. Because I have known guys that have broken their dicks and that's when it'll happen. I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Oh, oh, I've, I've, I've known, I, I known somewhere their careers were ended, and it's, and it sort of makes sense from the standpoint of I've seen girls where they, they get out of control, and Mm -hmm. it's not to say out of control is a bad thing, but when a girl's riding you, remember, all our sensations are right in the head of our dick. Yeah. So if my dick is in you, I know it's two millimeters from coming out. Like I've got so much sensation there, right? Uh-huh. In front of your vaginal lips, it's not the clit, right? So you're like, I mean, how many times are girls like, well, are you in? Well, the guy knows he's in, right? <laughs> he can feel it. I know, that's so, embarrassing so when what, you have to ask that. Yeah, but so what happens sometimes if, if girls are going wild and crazy, they may come up too high. Mm-hmm. And then if they come crashing back down, now they, they can snap it in half. So I always tell guys, you know, if, if anything crazy is going on, just keep your hands so that she can't, because you'll know where the tip of your dick is. And as long as you have your hands there, you're able to keep her body from moving up past that level where any damage could potentially happen. Especially mm-hmm. if you're having a real wild, crazy sex with a person, right? It's just, it's just a safety thing that I think all guys should be aware of because I do know people where they've had those incidences mm-hmm. and it's, you know, that's life altering. Yeah. So... Yeah. I just have a, a random question. Have you ever experienced performance anxiety in your sex life? Oh, sure. How have you sure. overcome that? Well, there's a lot of different ways. I mean, 
you know, the, the first thing, because I've done, well, let's, let me take this back. I've done some crazy things um, in live shows. And those are the most terrifying thing you can ever do. A live, a live show. show. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I mean, I yeah, I, I, I actually, there was um, someone on Twitter who posted a, a video that I was looking for for years. And because I want to use it as a teaching tool for guys where I was at a frat party um, with about a hundred drunken screaming college kids. Mm. And I had live sex in front of all of them where they're screaming, they're drunk, they're doing everything. And then I made them all count down from 10 and I produced a cum shot when they got to number one. How did you have that control? Well, the, uh, that's the thing. That's, that's where it comes down to, you know, you've got your body awareness, right? Okay. But the first part is you need to seed that belief in your system. And, and I, the, the same techniques that I teach guys is what I went through, right? And one of the things that you can do is you, you need to you need to start a positive feedback loop in your brain. And we do that by getting a hint of blood in your dick first. It's something I call the hint of blood phenomenon. Okay. And by getting that hint in there, now it resets something in all our brains where we say, oh, my dick works, right? Because we go in there and, and the first thing is, you know, especially if you're nervous, you're like, oh, I hope it's, you know, you go into that I hope mode, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, if you're staying in I hope, as we've said, that can spiral down really fast, right? Mm -hmm. Well, how can we create a positive feedback loop that instead of spiraling down, spirals up? And we do that by getting that first hint of blood in there. Right? I, I always use this analogy where penises are like the world's strongest man, right? I don't know. Did you ever see the world's strongest man competition? Yes, I have. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I know. It's so, you, cool. know you get these big guys and they like, and they, and they have one contest where they strap either a semi truck or an airplane, airplane to or their bag yes. right and and these guys have to pull it mm -hmm. and this is the best analogy for your dick okay okay <laughs> world's strongest man because you, when you're flaccid it's like if you you watch those world's strongest man like when they're moving the airplane they're taking these little baby steps and they're mm -hmm. just getting inertia and what happens as soon as they start getting more and more inertia well now they start kind of walking with the plane. And then soon enough, they're almost like doing a little jog with it, right? Like they got inertia behind them. Mm -hmm. And this is the same principle. You need to create this with your penis. And you need to get that first little hint in there, you know, and that's the hardest because to go from 40% hard to 100% hard, like that, yeah. it's very easy. Going from 0% hard to 10 or 15%, that's the hard part. Like that's where we got to spend our, our time and attention. Because once we get that sort of blood flowing, well, now blood tends to keep flowing, mm -hmm. right? Once we get that first little bit of blood flow, now we get this, you know, somatic reset because now we're just like, oh, it's going to be okay, right? So now, and now you've got belief because mm -hmm. it's like, oh man, I've, I've got some blood in there. Oh, well, as soon as you get blood, blood begets more blood, mm -hmm. right? So now we start this positive spiral because now it's like we get blood, well, well the, the, the fact we have some blood in there starts to give us some confidence. Well, now we have more confidence. Now we get more blood. So mm -hmm. it starts going the opposite way. And I mean, I've done some live shows where, you know, first I would, 
I'd be working on getting that first hint of blood. And then the blood comes in. I'm like, okay, it's going to be okay. And then as I get more and more blood, it's like, oh, I can do this. Like you just, you get filled with such confidence. Like I can conquer the world. And next thing, you know, you got, you know, a hundred or 200 people watching you and you don't care because, because you're past that. Now you're Mm -hmm. focused on what matters. Now you're in the moment. Now you're focused on the sensations and, and now the fear goes away because the fear was really this question of, well, am I going to get a drop of blood in there? That's why it's like, all we need is that first little drop. Like you don't need to get hard. You just need to get just a little something in there just to start that inertia. Mm. Right. And that's one of the things that you can do to, to really blast through your anxiety in the bedroom. And another thing that, that doesn't get enough attention, um, that I'm a firm believer in, I think every guy should be doing this. Um, and, and, and not even just doing it for her. That's the, that's the side effect, but you're doing it for you. And that is get her off beforehand. Yeah. Because here's, here's yeah. the thing, right? And, and I, I will propose this to you, actually. Okay. Okay. We got a scenario for you, well, right? Go. You ready? Mm-hmm. Got a scenario. First time with a guy, you guys, you know, you go to bed, everything. He's got amazing oral skills, but he's nervous. Mm-hmm. So he gets you off like three, four times, five times with his tongue. Never gets hard. Does he get a second chance? Hell yeah, he does. Because that's what I tell guys. That is that's what that's what sex is made of. That's what it's about. <laughs> Giving me my orgasm in that moment. And I know that's really selfish, but I'm just going to claim it right there. <laughs> yeah, no, no, you can be selfish. But this is what I tell guys. I said, look, here's the power in getting her off first. First, you know, especially if you spend a long time doing it, you're allowing your body time to get rid of the adrenaline, mm-hmm. right? Second, now we're totally focused on her because if we're, if we're paying attention to the clip, we're paying attention to all these cues, we're out of our head because we can't be focused on getting her off and be thinking, yeah. well, we're not going to do a good job. So it gets us out of our head by totally focusing on her. And then guess what? If we get her off a whole bunch of times, I have never ever seen a girl that doesn't give you a free pass. You get her off multiple times and she has a whole hell of a lot of orgasms and you couldn't get it up? <sighs> no big You're, deal. God, you come back I got on mine. In and try again. Too bad for you, buddy, but we'll try next week. Right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, she's like, "Yeah, I'm down to try again." Right? It, it, the 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 time when when women aren't, it's like, "Okay, she didn't get off. You struggled." Etc. Etc. Then they're like, mm, "This was a bust of a date. Not calling you again." Yeah. So if you put your time in to get her off first, well, now we've created a great scenario because it's a win-win all around. Yeah. You're winning, even if you don't get hard. You won because she's going to give you a second chance. And guess what? By focusing on getting her off, we're going to be out of our head, and now the likelihood that we're going to get hard increases dramatically. Mm-hmm. That I. I- could not have said that better myself. And, and and the albatross of performance is gone because now you don't you don't feel like the world is ending. Yeah. If you don't get hard, right? Because it's like, oh man, got you off five times. Well, I can't get my stuff to work. It's okay. Like no stress. You're not stressing because mm-hmm. that's the thing, guys. Have such you know the one thing I've noticed, especially working with so many guys, there are so many men out there that they legitimately want to get you off like they they feel like they have not lived up to their potential they haven't done their job you know if we're going to call it that right if they haven't been able to you know get you off or they haven't been able to last they haven't been able to to 
you know, bring that masculinity aspect into the bedroom. So get her off first and then you don't need to stress. I could sit and talk to you all damn day about this stuff. You're just, I hate that we even have to put a time limit on our conversation. But really quickly, because I, I mentioned this in the beginning, um, NLP, what is mm-hmm. that? And how, what, kind of talk to us about that. Yeah, so that's neuro-linguistic programming, mm-hmm. um, which is really, it's it's a mixture of hypnotic language patterning mm-hmm. and um, reframes and just ways of seeing the world where you can change people's identity, their beliefs, uh, their behaviors um, to something more useful and more positive. Um, and I, I started uh, attending the uh, NLP school where I got trained back in 2010. And for me, it was just an evolution of this whole sort of transformational journey because I'd, I'd heard about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and I thought to myself, I'm like, well, that would be kind of interesting. And, you know, that, that, that could have lots of different uses. And I was not prepared for what I walked into. Yeah. Because the school that I went to, you know, I'll, I'll give them a plug, NLP Marin in, uh, in Marin County near San Francisco. The, the, the owner, the, the god of NLP, Carl there, <laughs> I will give him a plug because he's the awesome. best guy in the world. Um, but it was the most holistic experience possible. Right. Mm -hmm. So now I'm in this scenario where I'm forced to confront all my fears and I'm forced to confront all my stuff. I mean, it was like every week you'd go there, like you'd be dealing with some childhood trauma that they would bring up and we'd be in tears "Ah," and just unpacking all this stuff. Right. And so it's very useful on in reframing people's belief systems and getting getting to the core problems that really present themselves. Right, so you can go through a whole list of different questions and sort of unpacking and and building rapport with your client and and getting really deep and seeing okay, well, what what is the base level thing that is stopping us? And mm-hmm. and most people's base level comes down to a few key things, but it's it's how we help the client see them because it's usually a feeling of you know not loved, not worthy. It's these real base level states and the thing that comes out of us feeling that we lack those base level states is the the behaviors that manifest, you know, in our higher selves as we sit here now where we don't do something or we're having this problem or we've got this anxiety or we freak out about this, but it's, it's all about ultimately like our feelings of, of love and belonging. Sounds a lot like cognitive behavioral therapy. A lot. It's it's got similar similar, similar attributes, it, yeah. yeah. And so you you you're mentioning the clients, and you've talked about you have a coaching program for men, mm-hmm. and tell us a little bit about that. And then you had offered a discount for um, our listeners, so tell us what that is and what what your program is. Yes. So um, so my main program is called Sexual Mastery. It's a twelve week master class um, where I work with men one on one. We go deep. It's a very structured curriculum, but bespoke at the same time because I literally teach them everything that I've learned over the last 24 years. Um, and we do it via Zoom. And they're typically the calls are between two to four hours each. And we just go really, really deep on on everything from lasting long enough in the bedroom, supplements for peak performance, mm-hmm. um, exercises for the penis and for the body. I saw that um, in your book. Of course. Yeah. Anal sex. 
threesome etiquette, threesomes, how to make them happen. Um, all and, and then I also include a, a section on um, condoms and STDs because I find that a lot of the information out there, especially when it comes to STDs, is a little flawed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I find if I give people the right information, then they can make honest decisions that are based more on fact than just, oh my God, we're all going to die sort of fiction. Sure. So, uh, and then in addition, uh, I have a, uh, anxiety course for men and that's, uh, that's my crushing anxiety or crushing performance anxiety course. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, I'll, I'll be leaving, um, your listeners Yay. a discount code. Um, and I'll give it to you. It'll be in the, in the show notes for you. So awesome. Well, as we're closing out, what are the takeaways that you want our listeners to walk away with today? You know, the main takeaway that I want your listeners to walk away with is that all the problems start and end in your mind when it comes to sex, Mm. right? That is your golden ticket. If you believe that you can do it, you can do it. Mm -hmm. If you go in there with a negative mindset, that will manifest in your sexual abilities. And I've seen over and over again that in most cases, what ends up holding us back, especially in sexuality, is our mind. So if we fix our mind, we will then fix our bodies. Mm, that is so true. And listeners, as you're, as you're tuning in or tuning out or whatever, you have his coaching platform, you have our coaching platform, just realize that you're not in this alone and ask for help. I mean don't have to go through this and try to figure it out yourself when there are experts out there that will help you. Absolutely. I did I did the 10,000 hours on my back for you guys. Yes, just for us, <laughs> our entertainment, our enjoyment. Well, thank you. Yes. Um I I I just am so impressed by you and all of your work and I use your book like a bible when I teach too. So, thank you for writing that. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, awesome. So, yeah, I hope to talk to you again soon. We will do it again soon. Yes, thank you. And if you're more interested in learning more or you just like our podcast, we also have blogs and articles on our website, EvolveYourIntimacy.com. And you can learn everything there, uh, including if you're interested in coaching or guidance or counseling, you Mm -hmm. can sign up there as well. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Lots of free, fun stuff. We are all about educating people in the lifestyle or not in the lifestyle, just educating people about sex. Sex, sex, and more sex. There you have it. All right, friends. Tune in again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health, and, of course, pleasure. Oh, and all the fun ways that you can spice up your sex life. Well, that's it for our show today. On behalf of Carol and David, we are Stephanie and Fox from Evolve Your Intimacy, sending you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.